Robert, thanks for coming on to the podcast. And uh, how was the day so far? Uh, day today has been great. Had a fantastic uh, uh, keynote early in the morning with uh, Gary from Google talking about some things. And it was very nice to hear him not only share some new things that are going on, but also help us who uh, are looking to optimize websites to do our jobs better. So what's the uh, biggest takeaway from this session? Because uh, I skipped his session, not because uh, I deliberately didn't want to hear him talk, mm -hmm. but I'm stuck here doing podcasts. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. Um, I think the biggest thing I got out of his session, as well as a lot of the other ones, is that we really need to understand things in context better. So a lot of times when we're looking to optimize websites, we tend to look at things in silos. Um, Another uh, PubCon speaker, Bill Hunt, calls this part of findability dysfunction. Is We just look at the search engines and we're not looking at everything else in context. And I think it's really important for us to do that because it, that's the way Google and Bing are looking at understanding things. They're, they're trying to understand businesses and brands as entities. And they're trying to understand the products and services the, those brands offer as entities that are connected to them. And the more we continue to silo our approaches to you know, SEO and branding and such, the more we're going to fall behind. Yeah. So it's really important that brands understand that. And, and the other aspect of that is figuring out, okay, now that we understand this entity and, and that we're optimizing our content and our brands around these entities, how do we measure things? Because measuring becomes slightly different. You're, you're not just looking at traffic numbers. You're looking at other aspects of branding and looking at how well your business is converting, right? So people are coming to your website. You want them to do something and measuring those business goals are really, really important. That's awesome. Would this also be the kind of advice you'll give to someone who is new in the industry about marketing? about SEO in general? Mm -hmm. I like to take a step back. When I'm talking to people who are new to the SEO world, I often advise them to focus on technical aspects of SEO first. Yeah. The reason why I stress that so much is because you can put the best content on your website, you can have the best connections to your customers on your website, but if the website is not built technically sound, and the search engines cannot find your content, it might as well not exist. So I always tell, and a lot of the, the new people that come to work for me, I often have them go through um, you know, W3 schools and those types of sites to learn about HTML, to learn about JavaScript and CSS, um, because they may be really great in, in content, and that's fantastic. I, we need content people in SEO, but you also have to at least understand the fundamentals of the technical aspects. So that if you're looking at a website, for example, you know what cascading style sheet commands look like that hide content. Because Google and Bing don't like that. So we need to make sure we're not doing those things and that we're helping our clients to identify and correct those issues. That's brilliant. And uh, what would be your tips be for someone uh, who's wondering where they should start uh, in the world of SEO? Since uh, such a lot of things that you can do, what should they be prioritizing specifically? <laughs> Wow, that's a great question. You know, there are so many different paths to get into the SEO business. And a lot of us didn't seek out to be SEOs. We just kind of stumbled into it because we were working in digital marketing and we realized, oh my goodness, we have to help our clients get better found in Google and Bing. Or, or like when I started, it was AltaVista and Yahoo. 
right? You, we have to do those things. And so, um, you know, there's really no one path to get to SEO. There's really no, I, for example, I have a member of my team who's an attorney and she's amazing. And there's a lot of SEOs that, that used to practice law or continue to practice law and they do SEO at the same time. Um, I have um, other people who have come from different backgrounds who just kind of got into the business because they wanted to understand how to help brands or even their own businesses connect better with, uh, with people through search. Awesome. So uh, we're gonna maybe uh, track back a little bit further about okay. where you grew up and of course, uh, how did you get started in SEO? And uh, did it uh, prepare you for this current role in your present business or company? Oh, that's a great. So I've been doing this for a long time. I started in digital marketing when I built my very first website in 1996 using Microsoft Notepad to hand code HTML because that was the way we had to do it back yeah. then, right? It, <laughs> Notepad, it was, yeah. We didn't have WYSIWYG things or, or yeah. content management systems. And um, I did that for quite a while. And as I grew into that, I, stopped, I became uh, an in-house webmaster for a manufacturing company in Texas. So I got working there and I was doing that for 12 years. And I, I, a great company, loved the company, but I got to a point in my career where I realized I was becoming stagnant and I wanted to grow. And I thought that getting into the agency world would help with that. So I met the person who would be my next boss. In fact, I was sitting almost in this very spot. The same couch? This almost there was one of those uh, flat couches that oh, off to the side. It yeah. was, I think it was right here though, because I remember I was we were sitting and looking down the hallway as wow. people were coming back, <laughs> and I was talk. I had just finished my very first Las Vegas PubCon presentation, uh -huh. and it was about um, leading a team as an in-house SEO. And I was talking with someone who was in the session, and he and I were conversing, and he was asking questions, and I was answering questions. She came by and sat and listened to us for a while, and um, I guess it was about two or three weeks later, she emailed me and said, hey, I think we've got a place for you on your team if you're interested. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. So I went up and interviewed with her and, the, and some of the other people on the team, and that's how I ended up getting into my uh, very first agency job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant story. Yeah. So I think the next question is about uh, uh, whether you envision a time when links are less important to the way that uh, Google ranks sites. Oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah. There was a lot of link questions this morning, and, and Gar I thought Gary did a good job of answering. But I, I understand why he hesitates to answer some of the questions because you know it, it, it's it's a challenging thing to talk about for for somebody from Google or Bing. But, you know, I don't know if links will ever go away. I, I don't know if they can, because regardless of how Google evolves, I think they're always gonna have some form of page rank that's gonna be operating. Now, I'm sure that's not the same page rank that they were doing in 2000. It's, I'm sure it's changed quite a bit. But I think that just looking at how the web works, links are always going to be important in helping Google and Bing understand the context of a business, understand them as an entity, and also understand them in the sense of whether or not that particular website is trusted and whether it's important in whatever business that they're in. So I don't think that'll ever go away. I think it will continue to evolve. Um, and I think Google and Bing will get smarter in their, with their algorithms about how they evaluate links. 
but I, I just can't see that going away. I mean, it's so fundamental to how the web works. I, I don't know if if they even could. Maybe they can. There's a lot of people who are way smarter than me working for Google. Maybe they can figure it out, but I can't see them getting away from that. Another question, which I think you are in a good position to answer. I'm, uh, for my case, I'm spending more time doing podcasts, obviously, and right. also uh, making videos, be on social media. I have uh, less time, you know, popping up on a blog or even writing blogs. So, how do you feel about that? Do you think that I'm diversifying uh, a bit too much? You mean personally or as personally. a yeah. For me, as a podcast host. Yeah. Well, that's really hard to say. Um, I think everybody goes through a stage where they maybe focus on practicing versus teaching. I know for the longest time I had, uh, when I was working in-house, I had a blog. Um, it was called The Crossing of Marketing and IT. And I actually started that website because I was working in the IT department, but I needed to communicate with people in the marketing department. And sometimes, and this isn't the fault of any people that were involved, but sometimes when you're in different departments, it's hard to, to get that across. So I just started putting down my ideas on this website, and I found that it was quite helpful in, for others who were outside of our company. You know, I didn't say, hey, marketing department, you need to do this. It was more about, hey, here's something that we should approach from an SEO perspective, or here's something we should approach from, you know, a content marketing or a social media perspective. And just kind of put that out there as a general, hey, you know, here's some things that you can think about. And I was trying to teach people. So that goes back to something that I tell even the people on my team over and over again. If you want to be successful in SEO, you have to have the heart of a teacher because there are so many people who do not understand how search works and you have to explain to them in a way that they can understand, in a way that they can relate to, in order for them to understand the importance of what you do and the importance of what you can help them to accomplish and you know, improving their sales or whatever it is that their business is trying to accomplish. And if you can't take the time to do that, then you're going to be undervalued. Yeah. So it's important. So switch that back to you know a role like you in bringing people together who can answer questions in different ways to be thought provoking, to inform, instruct, or you know sometimes even just outright. You know, sometimes you have to have a healthy discussion yes. uh, in order to really get to the meat of solutions to problems. And as I, I think I mentioned earlier, everything's in context. So I may say something that I'm thinking about from the paradigm that I'm working from right now, but you may talk to somebody who works with uh, small and medium-sized businesses who may approach it completely differently. Mm. And in context, they're both correct. So you have to understand that. And so I think that's the other part of understanding how SEO works, how just digital marketing in general works. You know, if you're taking time to interview people who are doing different things within the industry, you're providing a great service because that's needed. Because, you know, it's, I, was, I was speaking with someone this morning during Gary's keynote, and I was mentioning that, you know, it's kind of cool when, you know, here I've been saying some things to some of my clients for a time, and it's kind of nice when somebody from Google says something very similar because it validates the direction that I'm going in. So that's good for me, but that's also good for me to say, hey, you know, uh, hey client, this is uh, something that I've been talking about. Here, the folks from Google are saying something very similar. Yeah. So let's talk about how do we accomplish this. You know, and again, in the paradigm of their business. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a brilliant answer. And um, so, uh, tell us about your role in your current business. Uh, what do you do? Uh, walk us through a day in your life. Oh, what's a day in my life? Yeah. I, that's the one thing I love about being in SEO. It's never the same thing twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm always learning and I'm always having to approach things in a different way. So my days are never the same. Um, so I am the director of SEO at GTB, which is a uh, global marketing agency. Um, I'm based in Dearborn, Michigan, up in the, up in the Motor City. And uh, my typical day, I, you know, I work with uh, the people on my team and uh, work on several projects, you know, different clients that we work with and, and understanding their projects. But I find that what my role is, is almost as being the ambassador of SEO for the agency and for our clients. So, you know, for me, I mean, obviously I can't do anything without the wonderful team that, that I have. I mean, I have some top-notch SEO professionals with all different skill levels. Uh, some very, very advanced and some are brand new. Um, but, the, but the great thing is they all do wonderful work and they're all really sharp and they're very smart um, and they deliver great work. So I trust them to handle all the day-to-day -day work and I guide them in different directions and you know, we talk things from a strategic level. And then I spend a lot of my time working on how do we develop overall strategies and how do we help SEO to fit into the other strategies that are going on from a branding perspective. So our clients tend to be enterprise-sized, so we have to think enterprise solutions, which means that SEO isn't the only thing that's being done. Uh, there are other teams that are involved in different parts of the overall strategy, and so what I do a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the time is really just coordinate and work with them to say, all right, what's the best solution for the client? Here's the SEO perspective. Here's the social media perspective. Here's some other perspectives that we need to take into account. Now let's put together the best solution for them. That's really awesome. So say, for example, if your client from enterprise has a budget of $1.5 million to spend to increase maybe uh, paid signups, mm -hmm. Where do you spend the money and why? It depends. The typical SEO answer. It always depends on context. Um, if the website is not technically sound, then I would advise them to put it into development. Let's make the website solid, spiderable, so the content is findable. Let's make sure all of that is, is buttoned up as best we can. Make sure it's fast. Right? That's really, really important these days. Um, and if that's good, so they don't need the technical part, they've already done that, then we start looking at content. So let's see, you know, what kind of content do their customers need in order to connect with the brand. So, you know, my goal is to help the brands that I work with be the authority about their information online. So that means investing in the website, and a lot of times that means content. You know, sometimes it's text, sometimes it's video, sometimes it's both. Uh, images, whatever it may be, and just making sure that they are meeting their customers' information needs. So we really work on a very human-centered but data-driven approach to developing and helping our clients develop the right content for their customers and approaching those topics using language that their customers use. So, you know, we, we don't want to use terms that they don't understand apply to that topic. Um, so we want to make sure that you know that, that we're matching their vernacular, if you will. Sure. So uh, we head away from SEO, maybe uh, into what uh, your business uh, GTP does. Mm -hmm. So uh, in your business career, what have been the uh, riskiest move that uh, you have taken, and uh, did it pay off? 
Oh, the riskiest move I ever made? I think it was jumping from my in-house job to the agency world. Um, so if I could use a, an analogy, at, at that job I was a big fish in a little pond. Uh, and although there were some other people who were very smart in the business, when it came to digital stuff, I tended to be the subject matter expert. And that was just because that's what I did every day. Um, you know, I managed their Twitter account because I was the only one who really worked on Twitter. Uh, but as other channels came out, other people started to get involved in it. But really, I was kind of the, the, the real person. And I, and I, like I mentioned before, I was getting stagnant. I wasn't really growing as much as I thought I should be. And uh, it was a heck of a risk to me. I mean, I, I'm usually someone who goes to a job and stays there for a long time. I mean, I was at that job for 12 years. It was really comfortable. Uh, and then going into an agency world that was very foreign to what I was used to. You know, having to keep track of every minute of every day so you could bill clients properly and all of that was completely new to me. Um, but that really turned out to be the best move that I could have made. So I had a wonderful boss who encouraged me to grow. And when she saw that I had an aptitude for something, she would give me the liberty to run with that. Um, but also to be able to go to her with questions and ask. And she was very smart and very wise. Um, and that was fantastic. So I learned a lot by doing things. And we branched into areas of search that I probably wouldn't have seen if I had stayed where I was. Um, I also worked with some of the smartest people in the industry at that time, too. Uh, there were various people in there who, I mean, way smarter than me <laughs> and I learned so much from those uh, from those people and I was really I'm, I'm very I'm still very grateful for that because now in the work that I'm doing all of the lessons that I learned working with all those people has benefited me tremendously because now I'm able to take those lessons learned and apply it to the work that we're doing for our clients that's awesome what skills uh, do you think you learned uh, way back that have given you the competitive edge now in one of my previous careers, my job was to look at information and spot patterns. And this was before the days of big data and spreadsheets and all that stuff. I mean, we looked at information in a completely different way. It was very manual. But that helped me understand you know, when, you're, when you're listening to people from Google Talk or listening to people from Bing Talk, sometimes they say different things because they're from different parts of the company. And then being able to look at all of that together and say, oh, here's a pattern. This is the direction we need to go in for this. Oh, here's another pattern. This is something that we need to think about when we're looking at our websites. You know, and so all of these things together kind of help me to be that overall ambassador for SEO because I'm looking at things from that big picture perspective and I'm able to do that. Um, another thing that I can do that's prepared me real well is and my, my boss at my first agency told me that one of my superpowers was being able to explain extremely complex topics to people and helping them to understand that. So I, I was always able to find analogies to be able to help them to understand things um, and to really connect with them in, in, a, in a meaningful way to help them understand what it is that search engines do and how we could help their brands to do that. So yeah, yeah she, she often told me that was my superpower. <laughs> and, so, and, and it's yeah. unfortunate that, you know, as smart as, and I, I don't want to talk badly about people in our industry, but every once in a while you run into the person who doesn't connect well with people because 
they just don't have that ability to translate topics into ways that the other people can understand, that their audience can understand. And that goes back to having that heart of a teacher that I talked about earlier. Yeah. It, part of that is being able to make that connection. And there's some people in our industry who are amazingly great at it. And there are some who aren't. You know, it's just a, it's sometimes maybe it's a talent thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's really important that, that we all work on that and, and get better at it. Even me, I have to do that. Um, sometimes I don't do it very well either. I have to admit, I'm not perfect. <laughs> because we're not, all not born, you know, to yeah. be uh, Mahatma Gandhi or the best communicators in the world, like yeah. Thomas, uh, Thomas Edison or even uh, Steve Jobs, right? Right, so, I, yeah, Steve Jobs is an amazing communicator. You oh, know, amazing. And, and yeah, I, I, that is certainly not me. <laughs> I do my best, but yeah, not, I'm not that good. <laughs> so how long have you been working at GTB? I have been at GTB for three years now. Awesome. And uh, how is your customer base now uh, uh, different compared to when you started? Um, as I mentioned, it's more enterprise level, so it's much larger businesses that we work with at GTB. So um, when I was at Rockfish, I mean, we still had some very large customers there as well, but most of them tended to be a little bit smaller, um, which, you know, was good in a way. But, yeah, I mean, business is business. It's not, a good, it's not really a measure of good or bad. It's just... You are what you are, and if you're doing great at what you do, keep going. So this question is more about uh, your uh, maybe uh, human questions, as in how did you stay fresh, sharp, and creative, and on top of your game? Uh, do you have any uh, pursuits, like do you indulge in music or media or shows or books? Mm. Um, I do watch the, uh, the the SEO news very closely. Mm. So I uh, part of my morning routine is to sit down with my pot of coffee and uh, have my morning coffee and breakfast while going through all of the RSS feeds for Search Engine Journal, Search Engine Land, Search Engine Roundtable, all of those different writers and just seeing what's going on because I can't, I can't follow everything. They do a great job of doing it for me. Uh, I also follow, follow blogs like uh, Bill Slosky's SEO by the Sea and because he talks a lot about patents and things that are kind of important to understand. That's, that's my morning routine, so that's how I stay on top of things. And then um, the other part of it is just knowing how to disconnect and unplug. Mm. I think it's really important that, that we do that because it's so easy to get it working in this 24-hour cycle, you know, where it's just like everything, you're being bombarded, your phone's there, you're always connected. And while those are good things, they can also be bad things if you let it rule your life a little too much. And I find that creative thinking, at least for me, um, is very much um, enhanced by unplugging and getting away from it all. Yeah. So just, you know, I like to play video games. And one of the reasons I play video games for a couple hours every weekend is because that's completely different than what I do every day. So it lets that part of my brain that's doing SEO rest while this other part works. <laughs> um, and then, you know, so it's just hanging out, spending time with my wife, you know, just talking, just relaxing, having dinner together. Um, I find that to be very important because family is important. Yeah. So what games are you playing right now? Um, I'm currently playing Fallout 76. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. And my wife and I sometimes play it together. She's in one room and I'm in the <laughs> other and we're connected to doing the team, team thing, playing together, which is a lot of fun. And then sometimes my cousin will jump on board and we'll, and we'll play with him. <laughs> That's really awesome. What would you like to be remembered uh, in your job or your career legacy? Oh, that's a great question. Um, 
And it's obviously, it, not obviously, honestly, <laughs> it's something that I think about every so often. Yeah, I'm at a point in my career where I really, I really enjoy what I do. I don't have any intention of leaving it anytime soon, but I think one day I would like to step away from practicing and do more teaching because I, I think it's really important that we help to bring up the next generation of great SEO practitioners. Yes. Um, you know, maybe I'd like to retire one day, although I can't imagine what that would be like. I, I love what I do. I can't imagine getting away from it, but I really want to learn how to invest in that next generation of people who are going to be the next amazing group of SEOs that are going to do even more and greater things than the current group of SEO practitioners are doing. And we have some amazingly smart people in our industry and just wonderful people. I, I, that's one of the things I love about SEO is that the community is so great. I mean, very giving, very helpful, very generous. Um, and I would love for the next generation to be even more so. So I, I think that's one thing I would like to do at some point. I don't know how I do that. Maybe I'll start a podcast like you and, and, and be that person that way. Or, or maybe I'll be in a more formal setting. I don't know. Um, but however that ends up going, I think it's uh, I think that's a, a worthy cause. Yeah, and it's also very inspiring. So uh, the next uh, segment is a speed round. So I'll ask a you speed some round. quick fire okay. questions. Okay, quick fire so questions. Try not to overthink your answers. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, brand that you cannot live without? Brand that I can't live without? It's got to be Google. I mean, I'm so tied into the Google universe. Even though I have an iPhone, I'm still tied into the Google universe. <laughs> Your most admired search or SEO professional? Oh my goodness, that's a hard one. Um, there are so many people who are so great that I that I just really appreciate in this industry. I don't think I could name just one person. I mean, honestly, I, I I'm not trying They're to dodge. All good. I'm not dodging the question, but there are so many wonderful people in this industry that I I think to single one out would be unfair to the other folks that are so great. <laughs> Best agency you ever worked with? Um, well, my current one, of course. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I love the I love the position that I'm in right now. I have, uh, like I said before, I have a fantastic team, wonderful people. They're very good at what they do. I mean, they're excellent, and um, and I have uh, the support of the agency and, and moving forward with what we're doing. I just I think we're in a great position. Um, I think we're going to be. I think we're going to be able to continue to move up and to the right for several years. Podcasts or vlogs? Podcast or vlog? Honestly, I prefer to read. No offense. I <laughs> <laughs> Neither. Um, now, when I when I lived in Texas, um, when I lived in Austin, I used to commute. I was on the train or the bus for an hour and a half every day, going there and coming home. I listened to podcasts like crazy. Um, but now that I have a ten-minute drive to work. I really don't listen to podcasts anymore. I just I prefer to sit down with my coffee and actually read things. Yeah. So, yeah. Austin, Michigan, or Las Vegas? Oh wow! Um, I love visiting Las Vegas, but I can't imagine living here. It's just, and and maybe because I have friends who live here, and they tell me when you get away from the Strip, it's completely different. Um, but it just seems this place is there's so much sensory overload here and that's not a bad thing it's fun I like doing it once in a while even the architecture is too much to bear at the strip especially oh it's, but it's so beautiful I love visiting here so no I wouldn't want to live here 
Austin, loved Austin, but it's so hot in the summertime. <laughs> um, and the traffic is insane. I mean, Austin has a lot of great things going for it, but traffic is not one of them. Especially doing South by Southwest. Oh, South by Southwest. I had an, when I worked at Rockfish, the first agency I worked for, we were downtown. I mean, yeah. right by the Capitol. And South by Southwest was work from home week. I didn't even go downtown unless I had to be there. Is it possible? Like, oh, right? so, so crowded. Um, now, I love southwestern or southeastern Michigan. I love where I'm at now. I grew up there. You know, it's my hometown. Um, when I moved back to Michigan from Texas, I, you know, I bought a I bought a house nine blocks from where I grew up. You know, it's a nice, nice, quiet neighborhood. Wonderful people. And then um, I have to say, shoveling snow is not fun. I do miss Austin that time of year. <laughs> um, but the rest of the year, I mean, Michigan is just so beautiful, and and Detroit has so many great things going for it now. Uh, it's just a really great place to be. Cola or lemonade? Lemonade. What is your biggest passion in life? Um, just trying to be the best person I can be. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, we were brilliant answers and participation. Yeah. Uh, we thank you so much and also uh, wish that you have a great week ahead. Oh, thank you. And uh, same to you. Safe travels. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and I look look forward to, uh, to, to being in contact with you some more. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Cheers.